Welcome to IDS 144, Risk Perception and Crisis Communication in Public Health Campaigns. I want to do a couple of different things in this podcast. The first thing I want to do is I want to overview the course and talk to you a little bit about what I had in mind when I put it together. And I'm also going to provide some information about what a typical week might look like. And I'm going to try and answer some of your questions about assignments. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to do an audio supplement for each assignment. So you're going to get detailed instructions for each assignment a little bit later in the course. But this ought to help you think about how to prepare for assignments. Let's talk about the first thing, which is what are some of the student learning outcomes that you can hope to achieve if you successfully complete the course? The very first thing I had in mind when I put the course together was to think about strategies for understanding threats to our physical health, particularly in terms of the coronavirus pandemic. Of course, we're all thinking about, should I wear a mask? Should I touch the surface? How far should I be from a person? Is it safe to fly in an airplane? I'm hoping that we'll think about those questions as the course goes on and we'll develop some actual strategies to safeguard physical health. And that's a big goal of the course. I also want the course to help us understand the various dimensions of well-being. So that includes physical, emotional, psychological, social, financial, and intellectual well-being. And particularly to see how those dimensions might intersect and the conflicts that there might be between those. So, for example, if I'm thinking about my economic well-being, I might say, well, I'd like to have that uh, waiter or waitress job. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how comfortable I am being around a bunch of people in an enclosed space. That's a classic conflict between economic well-being and physical well-being. I want you to learn how to understand scientific information and especially how to be able to read a scientific study. So I don't expect that you're going to become experts in actually conducting these studies, but every literate adult ought to be able to read a set of scientific procedures, understand how the method was applied in this particular circumstance, think about things like what is the independent variable, what is the dependent variable, was it a time series design, did it have a control group, you ought to think about the difference between causation and correlation, and all of those are the types of questions that uh, you'll come out of the course having answered. We're going to look at some classic value questions that arise in public health settings. Uh, so, for example, we might think about the classic conflict between an individual's right to determine their own behavior, their autonomy, or let's say their privacy, and an individual's social obligation towards others. This comes into play with things like masking ordinances or quarantine laws. And then finally, we're going to learn how to advance uh, public health claims effectively, how to communicate about health in both oral and written form. And there are some assignments coming in the later part of the course uh, that'll help us think about that. Well, that's all I'm going to say in this segment. In the next segment, I'm going to try and do a summary of what a typical week might look like, because I recognize that for many of you, as for me, an asynchronous all remote class is kind of a strange way to learn. And I think understanding what to do on a week-by-week -week basis will help us all think about that. Thanks very much. In this segment, I'd like to talk about what a typical week in this course might look like. And if you're like me, an all remote asynchronous uh, course is a very unusual experience. I've never taught one before. And so it's going to be um, something that will require us to be very patient and flexible with one another. And I understand that from your point of view, it's going to feel a lot like a closely guided 
independent study. And it's just very odd for me to not be seeing each of you each class, and I'm sure the same thing is happening on your side. But let's talk about how each week is structured and how you might make the most of that. So to start with, I'm going to try and make each week live on Sundays, sometime Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. And that's when I'll post uh, all of the readings for that week. Um, in thinking about readings, readings are divided into both required readings, so there'll be two or three different items throughout the week that every student is required to read. And then one time during the course, you'll be responsible for reading a supplementary reading that you then summarize for me in the form of the Precy assignment, and that you summarize for your classmates in the form of a posting, not nearly as long as the Precy, by the way. This is a brief posting to the class discussion list. Now, what was I thinking when I set up these readings? So I wanted to kind of uh, think about important uh, topics in risk communication and public health communication. And I divided all of the course readings along those lines. There are a variety of different things. Some are editorials, some are newspaper articles, some are long essays, some are scientific studies. And I'm going to assign each of you to summarize one of those randomly. So forgive me, we're just going to pick numbers out of a hat and you're going to get an article from me that says, here's the article for the class that I'd like you to summarize. And I apologize if you don't like yours or if some are harder or more uh, elementary than others. We're all going to get through that together. So I'm going to put the readings up for each week. I'll uh, add all of the supplemental readings in, and then I'll list the readings for that week that are required and that are supplemental, and I'll actually post links to them. So you could go online and download those readings. Now, you should download them prior to Wednesday because the readings will only be live from Sunday through Wednesday. On Wednesday, for copyright reasons, I have to take those readings down. So it would be a good idea for you to create a Google folder where you could download the readings and have your own copy or you could load them in on a week-by-week -week basis just like I have them organized. And of course, you're not uh, expected to read all of the supplemental readings, right? So you're only required to read the required readings and your one supplemental reading. I'm hoping, of course, that some of the supplemental readings will be of interest to you. So you may glance at a few. You may read the entire article of some of them, and especially you may go back to them after your classmates have talked about them on the discussion forum. But I'm not expecting each of you to read, let's say, 15 or 20 articles per week. No, the supplemental readings are just that, they're supplements. All right, let's talk about uh, how I've organized the course. Each week I'm going to present a checklist of items so you can go through it and just follow through that you've done everything required for that week. Sometimes I'll have short writing assignments that are ungraded. So, uh, almost all the time I'll have a weekly quiz. And of course, each week you'll be expected to post one item to the discussion forum and to answer to reply to two other items on the discussion forum that have been posted by your classmates. And of course, uh, the one item that you post when you're doing the supplemental reading as your article summary, that's got to come from that article. So if I were assigned a supplemental reading during week one, I wouldn't respond to the general discussion forum in terms of making my post. I would post about the specific article that I had read 
that the rest of the class hadn't. And my objective in that post is not to present something as long as the article Precy, but rather to talk about why is it that other students might find this article interesting? What did I think was noteworthy about it? Did it raise some interesting concept that wasn't discussed in the week's required reading? How did it relate to the required reading? You could also say, I didn't find this article very useful, or I found this really difficult to read. For each of those readings, if you make a post like that, I'll typically be able to tell you why it was that I assigned that reading and what it was I hope that other students could get out of it. All right, in the last part of this podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit about how to do the readings so that you can prepare for quizzes. And I'd also like to talk about how to use the question and answer document that is uh, posted on the Moodle site. So it's a good idea to download the readings. I mentioned that sometime before Wednesday, look at all the readings, find the ones that you're assigned to do and download them, and then see if there are any of the supplemental readings that you're interested in. I would download those also and save them in a uh, file in my Google Drive. And when I read those readings, for me, I like to print things out so that I can highlight them. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but uh, I always print everything out just so that I can go through it with a marker and I can write in the margins and I can create notes. Whatever format works for you, this is the substance of our course material, right? So we don't have a textbook. You didn't have to purchase a textbook, but what I'm expecting is that all of the content for the course will be driven by these contemporaneous peer-reviewed readings that I've collected from the article databases available in the library. Again, let's say I wait, I forget to do the downloads and it's Thursday and suddenly those are no longer available on the Moodle site. You don't have to worry. Every single reading you can find by simply looking on the syllabus and typing that information in as you uh, go to the various databases that are available. And that's probably a good exercise for you to learn. Take notes on the reading. You're going to be quizzed on this later. So the quizzes are primarily reading checks. It's my hope that everyone will get 100% on the quizzes. And they're basically multiple choice quizzes. You're going to get five or 10 questions. They're low stakes, so they're only worth 20 total points. And um, we're just going to kind of play that by ear, but they're timed, and that's important for you to know. You shouldn't open the quiz unless you have at least 10 minutes available for you to finish it. So if you've got to use the restroom or if someone's going to interrupt you, make sure that you have all of those interruptions handled prior to opening that quiz. Because once you start it, it's going to give you 10 minutes to complete it. And if you're not done with that, it's going to log you off and file however far you've achieved uh, as the 10-minute line came up. All right, uh, let's talk then uh, briefly about the frequently asked questions list. I've created a Google document where everyone can post FAQs. And I'm so sorry that I'm not able to answer each of your emails right now. I know you're looking at the class materials, uh, and I, I've been getting probably 30 to 40 emails per day as I'm trying to load the remainder of the materials on the course uh, site. So my first objective is to get the course ready to go live on September 1st. After that, it'll be much easier for me to answer emails, but I'm trying to bring all of my courses off at the same time. I also have office hours available, and again, I'd encourage you to thoroughly read the syllabus. That ought to be the first place you look before you answer questions. So everything about the readings, about the requirements week by week, about the class assignments, about the grading scale, all of those questions are dealt with in the syllabus. 
Then if you get something that's not on the syllabus, right, and you still have a question, post it in the FAQ list. Chances are that if you've had that question, your classmates are also asking the same thing. And it's pretty difficult for me to figure out what types of questions might arise. So that's a great way. And then after that, feel free to send me an email if you say, well, I looked on the list or I asked this question, but I still don't understand your answer. I'm also going to hold weekly office hours so you can log into your Starfish account and sign up for an individual one-on-one -on -one meeting with me. And uh, that's the best way to kind of get a hold of me. You can text me. Uh, you can phone me, but remember, I'm going to be teaching pretty heavily. So I teach from 8 to 10 a.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays, and also from 12.30 to 2.20, 2.20 to 4.20, and uh, 5.30 to 7.30 on Mondays and Wednesdays. I've got a big block of time on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings that are reserved for open office hours. And of course, you can always email me and say, I'd like to schedule a different appointment time if you would like to do so. I think those are the main things I can think of for now. I don't want this to get too long. I look forward to uh, meeting with you through the rest of the semester. Mm -hmm.